0: You eat healthy at my age. You need all the preservatives
1: you can get. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway.
0: I told the doctor I broke my arm in two places. He said, well, then don't be going back to those places. Well, broken arms are no laughing matter, especially when it's your two-year-old grandson. Recently on Laugh Again, I told of Caleb's fall and how his forearm looked like a tree taken down in a thunderstorm. The COVID lockdown was in full force and Caleb had a cough. So at the hospital, he and our son, Steve, were tested and screened, rescreened, and quarantined. The day passed. They waited. Midnight came and went. In vain, nurses searched for a vein and it soon became one of the toughest days of Steve and Caleb's lives. At 2.30 a.m., Dad finally carried the boy from the hospital. He was sporting a new cast and singing, God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's watching out for you and me. The ordeal was over, or was it? After a short sleep, Steve's phone rang. Steve was groggy. Yeah, it was the doctor. I'm so sorry, he said. I made a mistake. I should have taken the cast past the elbow to immobilize the forearm. I couldn't sleep thinking about it. If you bring him in right away, they can recast the arm. It shouldn't take long. Really, was all Steve could manage. I won't be working today, said the doc, but I'll take a note to the front desk. Just mention your names. "'Steve wiped sleep from his eyes and groaned. "'I'll bring him in now. Thanks for leaving the note.' "'He thought, doctors are human. I've made mistakes, too. "'At the hospital, they donned masks and approached the front desk. "'The note was there as promised, but Caleb's cough sent them to a waiting room. "'What else can you expect to do there but wait and wait? "'Eventually, they found themselves in another room where they waited some more. "'And next came another chance to wait. "'Finally, a nurse entered.' "'We'll get to you as soon as we can,' she said, "'but soon never arrived. "'Morning morphed into afternoon, "'early afternoon into late afternoon. "'It was our second day there,' Steve says. "'It seemed like Groundhog Day. "'Caleb slept through most of it, "'but I wasn't having fun. "'I had about 11 reasons to be ticked off, "'but I knew better than to dwell on them. "'Steve took a deep breath and said a short prayer, "'God, I don't like this, "'but maybe you have me here for a reason.' If there's a life I can touch today, I'm in. (laughs) Finally, a nurse entered. Caleb's arm would be x-rayed to make sure the bones hadn't shifted. Made to sit outside the room, Steve sat down, frustrated. Then he looked up. An elderly woman was alone, sectioned off in a corner, propped up on a bed, a breathing apparatus covering her nose and mouth. Her eyes darted fearfully. Steve walked over, put a hand on her shoulder, and asked to pray. Her eyes brightened. He prayed that God would heal her and give her peace. She smiled at him. The fear had vanished. You know, it's surprising what happens when we look past our problems to people who need a shot of hope in their cloudy day. Later, Steve told me maybe it was worth two days of waiting just to talk with her, just to see her experience God's love and find peace in the midst of this storm. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, battled lifelong depression. He said this, I would go to the deeps a hundred times to cheer a downcast spirit. It is good for me to have been afflicted, that I might know how to speak a word in season to one who is weary. After one more wait, a weary Caleb came out, smiling, a cast extended above his elbow. Mommy was waiting there to take the boys to supper. I think they went somewhere nutritious like McDonald's. Things were looking up. Maybe it wasn't such a bad day after all.